You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Everybody, happy and merry week eight NFL Sunday to you and yours. It is You Better You Bet's countdown to kick off Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network, where every game's game seven. No hot take BS on this show. We bring you the bets, we bring you the sports, and we are coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, the BetQL app, radio stations nationwide, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL. Ken and I here bringing you the wagertainment up until 1 o'clock Eastern. We're talking all things sports betting on this week eight NFL Sunday. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. All right, you know how we do. Each and every NFL Sunday morning here on You Better You Bet, we're going to bring you all the line movement for every single game on the board. It moved coming up in minutes. We will bring you the actives and the inactives to the 1 o'clock slate of games with the betting and the fantasy impact, what we know right now for the afternoon slate in Sunday night football, and what we are expecting to happen injury-wise in the afternoon slate in Sunday night football, the fantasy and betting impact of all the injury situations around the National Football League coming up 40 minutes from right now. Ken Barkley is going to give you his underdog money line parlay. We will have a two-team six-point teaser conversation with a, a lot of potential teaser legs on the board. Or maybe some of them getting bet out of range here on Sunday morning. We will bring you the latest there and tell you if there's a good two-team six-point teaser worth placing before kickoff rolls around at 1 o'clock Eastern time. Thy Royal Prop King in about an hour with all the props, yardage, and anytime touchdowns for the entire slate today. And then in an hour and 40 minutes, we close the show with our best bets, side and total, every game on the board. Again, Week 8 NFL Sunday. We're locked and loaded. Very busy Sunday morning. Ken Barkley, how's it going? Uh, it's going great. It, it's funny to to like juxtapose these two things, right? So yesterday, uh, you and I are both off. Uh, spent a ton of time outside here in the Northeast in New England, New York, where Nick is. Like one of the warmest October twenty eighths in history. In, Felt like, like July, Connecticut. It was like a, su- yeah, it was, it was like a uh, summer day. It was beautiful. We got in the car after kid soccer in the morning, and the car thermometer said ninety three degrees. So that was good. The sun was on it. Obviously, that's part of the reason for it. But yeah, like a, an eighty degree weather day, just kind of kind of a, a funny day. Carved pumpkins outside. Uh, did a bunch of stuff outside, which was awesome. And then wake up this morning and start preparing to talk about a lot of these games. And uh, there is a winter storm warning going on in Colorado right now for the uh, the Chiefs and the Broncos game. So we're going to go from like me yesterday outside. I could have gone to the beach yesterday the whole day. And now it's like, well, let's talk about football where it snowed all night in Denver. And this game might be totally nuts between the Chiefs and Broncos. Just like a really funny back-to-back. Like, oh, oh, we're, we're back to fall big time. And the change happened overnight. So that's kind of where we're at weather-wise right now. I, uh, I I was in Central Park yesterday in Manhattan with my wife and like a couple of our friends. Like we went to brunch, walked around, like sweating. I wore a T-shirt and then wake up this morning and woke up this morning. <laughs> Skies are really gray. Like it's it's over. Like it's it's yes. done. It's, it's done. It's official. That was the end. That was the swan song. Yeah. I'll tell you what though. 
hell of a swan song. And to get it yeah. this late in October, like basically right at Halloween, like really, really, really ain't so bad. So, you know, wet weather's crappy today, but what are we going to do? We're going to stay inside and we're going to watch football. So really, things could be, life could be a lot worse than it is at this very moment in time. We will get to it moved. All the line movement coming up today in the National Football League. We'll hit the quarterback games where Brock Purdy's going to start for the Niners. We'll talk Will. You'll love it at Levis and the Titans in Tennessee, hosting the Falcons, the Giants and Jets with Tyrod Taylor, the Browns and the Seahawks with P.J. Walker going for the Cleveland Browns. But Ken, let's do a little college football off of the results from yesterday. And I guess like Heisman Trophy is where where we should start, right? Where the Michigan's Michigan's idol and J.J. McCarthy remains like atop the board. But there's a lot a lot more going on right now with Heisman Trophy. Some of it concerns other players in the market, and some of it concerns J.J. McCarthy, right, with the sign-stealing kind of scandal, kind of like hovering over the Michigan program right now, as they're the favorite to win the national championship at our show sponsor, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. So for people that wake up on Sunday morning, they see the results, they look at the new market, they want to bet the Heisman, obviously a market that everyone's interested in. Um, What do you think of this market and any advice you could give our listeners and viewers? Right. So uh, Oklahoma was the only big time team. And by big time, I mean, like chance to make the playoff undefeated or one loss team. They're the only ones that lost yesterday. And so you kind of remove their quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, a little bit from the Heisman conversation, just to the degree that like he's he's fallen behind a lot of other players because like he took a loss and his schedule remaining isn't great to kind of have more Heisman moments. So, okay, like let's let's put Dylan Gabriel over to the side for a second. So, okay, that leaves you with six candidates, basically. And the fun part about this Heisman market this year is all six candidates, I think, do have some chance of winning. And we're very late in the season for there to be six candidates who have some chance of winning. And this thing could actually be like close and fun. And in college football, that usually means everybody screams at each other and everybody's mad about everything and complains about everything. But we could be headed for that kind of Heisman. So you, you talked about McCarthy already, who's one of the co-favorites. There are, you know, even people who don't follow college football probably know what's going on with like the NCAA investigating Michigan for potential sign stealing and rule violations. And, you know, however you feel about that is kind of irrelevant. I guess the question is, okay, like Michigan could probably still win the national championship. Like they're going to be allowed probably to participate in the games. The, The NCAA short of like paying the refs off in the college football playoff can't really have an impact on whether Michigan, you know, beats Georgia or beats somebody else or wins the national championship. But the media and previous Heisman winners comprise the voting block for the Heisman Trophy. And will they use this as an opportunity to penalize Michigan for essentially like brazen violations of some of the NCAA policies? And by doing that, that would mean like vote for someone else, even though Michigan's quarterback, J.G. McCarthy, may, doesn't have to be, may at the end of the year be the most worthy candidate. It's quite possible Michigan is going to have a historic regular season. They have not played Penn State or Ohio State yet. Those games will come soon. But uh, they have the best numbers. They sort of have the best like team profile rating wise right now. Uh, it'd be like them and Georgia would be the two teams. And it's possible they're going to get, they're really the most likely team to get to the end undefeated aside from Georgia. So, okay, like if they're undefeated and McCarthy's awesome, is the committee going to vote for, or not the committee, are the voters going to vote for uh, for J.J. McCarthy? Okay, maybe not. Uh, Michael Penix seems like the Washington quarterback seems like the, the most logical answer to, okay, if not McCarthy, then who? Except he's had a rough couple weeks here throwing interceptions. Last week's stat line was really brutal. This week's stat line a little more palatable and played a little bit better in the second half accumulating yards, but threw a really bad interception. They really could have lost to Stanford. They have a very difficult month of their schedule starting in November with a lot of, remember these last two weeks when he's been bad, they those are the two escaping. teams they're supposed to be. They keep yes. escaping are, Washington and Penix, it feels Arizona like. Arizona State and Stanford. Arizona State and Stanford are the worst two teams in the conference almost. How about the Those Oregon the game? Supposed to truck. 
Which, right. like, to your point, like, 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 it's it's not the same thing, but like, could have lost right. Oregon's good too, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. That, but, uh, that would that would Ari- be the difference, correct? Yes. Right. Yes. One and Oregon, good. Arizona State, less good. Although played really well last night. Uh, so those are the two teams you're kind of supposed to beat up on. Now here comes like Utah and Oregon State and all these other teams. Like this is gonna be a rough month for them. And you figure like he takes a loss. Okay, like that gets really tough. Those are your two favorites right now. The guy whose team is cheating. And the guy who like can't stop like you know having one point wins where he throws interceptions against other teams. Jaden Daniels is interesting statistically, but LSU has been way out of the playoff conversation the whole year, and that is usually a predictive element of who wins in the playoff era. Basically, every winner, with exception of like Lamar Jackson, the first year of the playoff, I think that was uh, was at least in the playoff conversation during their Heisman season. Daniels hasn't done that, so he's kind of interesting. Just like the team aspect is a little tough for him, and then you get to Bo Nix who I think a lot of people like. Bonix has an easier path the rest of the way. He will get a rematch against Washington, the team that beat it, that he uh, that lost to a couple weeks ago. Figure like if he runs the table and beats Washington, he's in New York at least. Maybe he wins the award, maybe he doesn't. Jordan Travis from Florida State has great numbers, like just nobody seems to want to vote for him. And I don't really know what the deal is there, but if people nobody's voting for him, then I don't want to bet on him. And then the last ca- candidate, and this is one I think is really interesting, Marvin Harrison Jr., I think is really, really interesting. His odds got bet the most overnight. So in a lot of places, he's down five to one, six to one in some places. MGM's still 13. And that tells you the difference between like last night and this morning, who got bet. Marvin Harrison Jr., great statistical game again as they beat Wisconsin. They have the Michigan game at the end of the year. They have the Big Ten title game if they beat Michigan. Even if they lose to Michigan and he plays great, they're 11-1. and one. They might be in the playoff anyway. And it's just it's really, really interesting. So I would actually, the way I would handicap it right now, just very, there was a sort of in-depth where everyone's at right now. I actually think Knicks and Harrison as a pair are the most likely players to win right now with McCarthy and Borland and whatever this is going to be. Penix likely to take a loss. Daniel's team irrelevant and Travis just no support apparently, which is just kind of funny. He's had such a good season. So I think it's like Nixon Harrison. If you have no money in the market at all, those two as a pair, I feel like is just gold right now. So here's where we stand right now at bet MGM with the numbers uh, to, uh, uh, the board, to who's going to win the Heisman Trophy this year. Michael Penix, plus 275. J.J. McCarthy, plus 300. Jaden Daniels, plus 450. Bo Nix and Jordan Travis, both at, at plus 600. Marvin Harrison, 13 to 1. Dylan Gabriel, with Oklahoma losing to Kansas. What is this, basketball? Uh, drops to 25 to 1. And that's where we're at right now with the Heisman Trophy. Uh, Nick and Ken, you better you bet countdown to kick off week 8 NFL Sunday. All right. We hit college football. I don't really know if there's much to say about the World Series, the NBA, or the National Hockey League. So why don't we just get to it here? A lot of line movements on the board coming up today, and we do it now with this edition, Kenny Henderson, of It Moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It Moved. Ah, it hits different. Week 8 NFL Sunday. On Sunday, October 29th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. Ken, let's begin in the Bay Area. 
Super Bowl 16, Super Bowl 23 rematch that the world's been waiting for. The Niners and the Bengals in San Francisco, where, you know, on Wednesday, Brock Purdy, the, the team announces, is entering concussion protocol, and everyone assumes, okay, Sam Darnold's going to be the quarterback on Sunday. He, quarterback's going to go into protocol on Wednesday and then play on Sunday? Yes. Purdy clears concussion sure. protocol yesterday. And, like, we, I'll give us credit. Like, not that we always have to be right about stuff or be able to read the tea leaves, but, like, once the the insiders started, like, walking it back on Wednesday night, and it's not even a criticism of them. They're dealing with the information they're dealt at that moment. Like, well, actually, we have seen players kind of clear protocol in just a couple days. We kind of figured that maybe Purdy would end up being the starting quarterback, and uh, it's announced yesterday that Purdy cleared protocol. Purdy will start. It will not be Sam Darnold. It will be Brock Purdy and the Niners. Losers of two straight. Lost on Monday night to the Vikings as a touchdown favorite on the road as they host Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals as the Bengals come off thereby and a lot of people think the Bengals might be springboarding on to big things this season the things that a lot of people expected of them coming into the year Ken where do we stand on this one of the best games at this early point actually almost midway through the NFL regular season at this point with the Bengals and the 49ers yeah, what a what a roller coaster this line movement has been. And just think about it uh, in terms of the information that's been made public, right? And I think everybody, you know, if you listen to our show during the week, uh, we spent a lot of time on what was it Wednesday when Purdy went into protocol, being like, "Look, if it's Darnold, it's this. Like, let's wait and see what happens." But this is kind of a bad sign. The market's going to respond to Purdy being in protocol. The market's going to respond to him being more likely to play. You know, sort of ambiguity about everything. And then finally, the market will ultimately, obviously, respond to him starting in the game. So we. We started at the start of the week before any of this happened. Uh, the Niners were about a five and a half point favorite in the market, but five and a half, six. And remember, Niners off of uh, consecutive losses really did not look very good against Minnesota on Monday night, although had a chance to win the game. And the Bengals off a of bye. And, you know, you think about like, oh, Burrow's, you know, health and. The team has played very well the second half of seasons previously. Okay, this is like a pretty interesting kind of concoction with two teams playing each other. So Niners five and a half, then all the Purdy stuff happens, and it's four, and it's three and a half, and it gets all the way down to Niners minus three when we're on the air in the middle of the week, and those threes get bet. Like, it gets to three, and people are like, no, 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 like San Francisco. And we come all the way back up again, and now more likely to play, more likely to play, going to start. Now, all of a sudden, we're basically right back where we started again. Or are we? It got to five and a half this morning. I thought that was going to be the full report. Like, we go all the way down, we come all the way back up again. It's like so easy. Nah, people just stepped up and a lot of them bet the Bengals in the last couple hours. So this has actually gone all the way back down to Niners by four is the consensus uh, number in the market right now. Niners favored by four. So we're kind of like halfway between when none of this happened and when it was Darnold. And we're just kind of in the middle. And this is the game that breaks my brain probably more than anything else. Uh, the total in the game has stayed basically the same throughout this process, uh, about 44. But Niners minus four. That is really where we're at right now most places. We'll give you our best bets for this game and every game on the board coming up at the end of the show. Um, let's hold the Giants, Jets, and the Titans and Falcons analysis for the other side. Maybe a little more context and nuance required. But we've known for a while, Ken, that Deshaun Watson's going to be out this week. P.J. Walker was announced as the Browns starter on like Tuesday or Wednesday. What's happening right now with the Browns-Seahawks uh, game in Seattle? Yeah, as we kind of got you know, clarity really early in the week, like, all right, it's not going to be Deshaun Watson. It's going to be PJ Walker. This has sort of been just like a slow move out on Seattle the entire week. So what I like to call like one way traffic where the line movement, it's not back and forth. It's entirely on one team and it's consistent and it's throughout the entire week. So this opened with Seattle, basically like a three point favorite at home in the game, went to three and a half when it was Walker immediately, then four. 
And now today, like we see even more interest in Seattle. This is out to four and a half in most places. And people remember like, oh, it's PJ Walker. It should be four and a half. Or the Browns have figured out a way to beat the Niners and beat the Colts with PJ Walker as the quarterback playing the majority of snaps. Pretty interesting. It is really interesting. The Browns and the Seahawks coming up in the Pacific Northwest later today. On the other side, the rest of the line movement for Week 8 in the NFL. We will begin with Tyrod Taylor and the Giants against the Jets, Will Levis and the Titans against the Atlanta Falcons.